Whipper. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the Welcome to another episode of This Week in Salsa, and today on the show we are talking about dancing defensively. Now, if you don't know what that means, then you need to know what that means, because it will eventually happen where you're dancing with your partner in a rather small space surrounded by other dancers with a high likelihood of injury. And for that reason, you have to dance a little bit differently. There are different situations, and in those different situations, you have to modify your dancing given the environment. We're going to go through a couple of my top recommendations for my students that I give for that kind of environment and how you'll most likely want to change your dancing. Let's get started. Number one is your feet and more specifically your steps of your feet. Now, in your normal basic salsa step, your steps are already hopefully pretty small, which is I like to recommend the one foot rule. Your feet are going no further than one foot ahead or behind of your other feet. Right, So there shouldn't be any, uh, any breathing room in between the two feet when you're stepping. Now, when it's a really tight dancing area, that can get even smaller. So think about modifying your steps. Now, if you were taking big steps, definitely, definitely need to change that. And that is often an issue with guys. Now, guys, if you're dancing with your partner and your partner doesn't know this rule, but you do, and you see her taking big steps... Note that. That is like a major red flag in your mind that, man, this girl's going to get get hurt because she's taking these big steps. So do your best to accommodate that by changing the moves that you do, knowing that she's going to take these big steps. So understanding the steps, and if you can, modifying your steps to be smaller really will help so you're not crashing into the people next to you. And let's actually talk about the people next to you because that's also very important. Now, As much as I would love that everyone that dances next to me is dancing L.A. style or New York style salsa, which means I know that they're dancing on a rather predictable line. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. So a lot of times you have people that are dancing casino or Cuban style or Colombian style that are not dancing in a line. And you have to know that. You have to know that because, you know, especially with casino people, they could be going all kinds of crazy areas and not respecting any kind of general area. And that's when they bump into me. I'll tell you that. 95% of the time that I get crashed into, it's by casino dancers because they don't have a line. What you need to do as a dancer is know who are the people that are surrounding me in this dance and what kind of styles are they dancing. So I know in general I can predict who's going to be in my way and who's not going to be in my way. And I'll immediately have them on my, uh, not to get too nerdy on you, but it's called a reticular activation system, okay, RAS. But it's knowing who's around you and what they're doing. In this sense, it's knowing who's around you and what style they're dancing. So that's really important to your dancing. The next is rather obvious, which is limiting your styling. Uh, The ladies, sometimes it takes one or two of these styling moves to get this, but not throwing your hands out crazy because you're going to hit people. Uh, Really have to modify your dancing, making everything smaller so that you're not hitting people to your sides. The next uh, item here is specifically to cross-body leads. Now, with cross-body leads, there are a couple of things you can do. Number one is actually just modifying how you're doing your normal crossbody lead. Now, with the normal crossbody lead, you have to imagine that you're taking up, uh, let's do a little bit of math here. So it's like two units. So when I do my crossbody lead with a woman, we're taking up two units of space that we move across when I push her on that crossbody lead. 
in comparison, there's a way to do that where you're essentially only taking up one unit, where you're switching out one partner space in the in the dance floor with the other's partner space. So you're kind of switching spaces rather than taking up new space. Uh, if you actually go and check out uh, Milton Kobo, Kobo is a great example of this, how he does his crossbody leads where he's taking up minimal space when he moves her across because he's really just replacing one with the other. I'll be sure and link that in the show notes so you can take a look and see what that crossbody lead looks like, but absolutely a huge asset to have that in your dancing when you're in these tight environments. On that same note, uh, the crossbody lead, you can do what I call a fake crossbody lead. Let's say you're dancing and you know you have a casino dancer right behind you, but you lose track of them for a moment, right? So if, if you're the guy, you're dancing and you know a casino guy is right behind you, but you can't see them. So you don't know exactly where they are. You give your lady a crossbody lead and as you turn on, let's say we're dancing on one, you're dancing on the one, two, three, and you're about to push her across on five. Before you push her across, even by the three, maybe the fourth, the latest, you look and you see what is actually in the path of where you're about to push your your follow, right? And if you see someone there, then you bail on the crossbody lead because otherwise you would have pushed her right into another group and could have gotten her hurt. So you bail on it by basically on the five doing nothing. You could do a spin yourself and then continue with the basic step or just stand there and then go back with the basic step or do a spin the other way. But you want to look, the essential rule is look before you lead, right? If you're about to lead a woman in a certain direction, you as a gentleman and as a leader have to make sure that you look in that area of space where you predict she's going to be going into and make sure it is clear and be ready not to push her if it is not clear. That's really, really a big key there, guys. The next item is just your moves in general, which is simplifying those moves. If we see this all the time with not beginners, but with maybe a step below intermediate where they feel like they know a lot of moves. They want to impress people with their dancing. And so they'll do all these crazy things like in a crowded area, they'll try triple spins with a lady and you want to do the exact opposite. When you're in these crowded environments, treat it almost like a merengue where you're doing a few moves, very simple, nothing too extravagant, limited on the spin number, uh, limited on the extravagance of the move, limited on the complexity of the leading, because everything becomes a little bit more difficult to execute when you're in a tight environment. So for that reason, don't go crazy on things. You can try things if they work well. You can try something a little bit more aggressive, but treat it uh, treat it almost like everyone is downgraded a notch or two, right? So if you know she's an advanced dancer, maybe just do intermediate moves. Uh, if you know she's an intermediate dancer, maybe do beginner moves. Next up is tension. Now, of course, it's important to have this good tension for both men and women when we're dancing. But this tension is also very important in these tight spaces because think about it like this. When you have tension, you have a steering wheel, right? I can steer you right. I can steer you left. You can steer left. You can steer right as the follow. But if we don't have that tension, then no steering can happen. So the more that you have tension, the more you can steer. And in these tight environments where you honestly, a lot of times you have to make these very quick snap decisions to change so that you don't get hit by other people. If you don't have tension with your partner, you can't make those snap decisions because you don't have control over the steering wheel. So I would venture to say more, you want to have more tension more often when you're in tight spaces. So you can always make these quick redirections if need be.
rule is it's always about the lady's safety. So don't do anything too crazy. Keep in mind where the lady is moving. Make sure that she is safe throughout the dance, which is highly critical in these very tight spaces in dancing. If you have anything else, any other tips or comments for dancing in tight spaces, please send me an email, rob at thisweekinsalsa.com. Post on our Facebook wall. Uh, tweet at This Week in Salsa. And also, if you have a chance, give us a rating or review uh, and review on Apple, on our iTunes account. So please check that out. Give us a five-star review. Definitely would appreciate that. And thanks for listening.